to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Friends, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating, a written review, or just let me know what you're loving about the show and what you want to hear more of. Any and all feedback is welcome because that feedback helps get the show into more ears and more souls across the world. So on today's episode, what I want to talk about is just circling back around to the few episodes that I released last week with Jessica DePotzi on shadow work and how to approach this, this type of work as you move into it. And I think something that is really important to me as I help people navigate the shadow or help them interact with or understand the shadow itself is that what I'm seeking to do is creating more flexibility within the psyche to see through the shadow as if it is a problem because I think that as much as our shadowy experiences or our characteristics that are of shadow, as much as they can create problems in the psyche, they also can catalyze a lot of new movement within the psychic space. And so I think what I am trying to advocate here is that any time we find ourselves approaching the shadow in a very fixed and rigid way, what happens is if we are trying to only address the problem and not allow space for creativity, then what can happen is there becomes a shadow of the shadow. There are things that start to pop up that stagnate the movement within the psychic space. This week in my PhD program, we're talking about the overlay between myth and psyche and I'm studying archetypal psychology and it it's really resonating because archetypal psychology is really setting me up at least to to understand what is living beneath the actual psychology and just trying to interact with that that living space that's always creating beneath the actual psychology that we see. What I mean by that is that we're trying to define and put what we're experiencing into a box and say it's this. It's this attachment style. My shadow is this. What I'm opening space for is to explore not labeling and allowing this dynamic myth to unfold spontaneously so that the exploration in itself creates the movement because when there starts to become stagnation in the psychic space I think that's something that the ego likes to cling on to with a lot of pride and hubris sometimes certainty clarity 
I was working with a client and we've done so much powerful work together and she was talking about something in her relationship with her partner and she was saying with all this deeper understanding of what's happening in the relationship she's allowed herself to accept and create strategies internally with that i think that what was happening was there was a clinging to the ability to be clear and certain about this particular part of the relationship and what that did was convince the ego that they are great fine it's figured out it's certain it's clear and I celebrated the fact that she feels more clear, but I invited and asked the question, are all parts of the psyche on board with that statement that you just made? Are all parts on board? Because it seems as if that's great for all of the conscious parts, but there are certain unconscious parts that seem to me like they're being left behind. And I want to read you a section from a reading that was written by one of my professors, Glenn Slater, about this particular hiccup that we find when we're doing shadow work, is we we cling to certainty that we've now have it clear and figured out, and what that does is it creates a shadow of that shadow material. He says, the second viewpoint comes more specifically from the classical Jungian tradition. The darkest shadow is often at the center of that which is most conscious, most light. More than the notion that preferred one-sided perspectives cast shadows or fuel opposition, it is that the very thing that is the most espoused or celebrated contains a piece of darkness right at its center. Clarity and devotion are also obscure. Hillman reminds us of this too in the middle of his original Puer Senex paper saying, We are least conscious where we are the most conscious. The ego makes shadow. The ego is its own shadow. Perhaps the ego is shadow. When we find ourselves in these places of hard and rigid certainty about the way things are happening internally, I think that's an invitation for us to step back in that moment and ask if we are actually attending to the dynamic unfolding that's always going to be happening within the psychic space. For the example that I use with my client, what was happening there was that some of the shadow parts that we had worked through around trust and safety in a relationship were starting to become more conscious and had the ability to navigate the relational space, but there were still parts of the inner space that were being neglected. And as we actually played this out, it created this really intense inner drama where there was this man who was dressed in a business suit and he was protecting this little girl and so this man was representing protective function of a deeper shadow within the psychic space and I asked her the question well well, where is the feminine in this in this drama and I asked her you know if we could call forward a feminine character who would that be and she described it to me and we brought that feminine character forward 
and this masculine business man who was certain that he was the only protector that that little girl needed uh, when the feminine came out there created this massive tension between these these characters on the stage and then there was entry of doubt and fear and anxiety and it's interesting because I think what's happening there is the more we cling to the certainty of we have our consciousness figured out there casts this um, exclusion of other parts such as the feminine such as doubt such as fear such as anxiety and I think that it's our job as individuals who are interested in navigating shadow work and shadow practices to cultivate the practices that are constantly questioning and constantly cultivating a space of flexibility and an ability to wander around to different characters to move through these different myths that are unfolding and not cling to a specific level of development and stop there and that can feel somewhat daunting because then you're like okay well is there ever a point where I can just relax a little bit and yeah absolutely but I think that it's just important to be aware that there are things beneath the surface that are constantly animating our outer life. If we stop turning towards the dynamic animation and the drama that's happening inside of us, the tendency is to fall back into the ego's consciousness that it has developed and it starts to stagnate and rigidify and that creates a split between what is known and what is unknown and even though we've put a ton of work in on ourselves we're now at this place where the ego has created a shadow from its own certainty of consciousness i hope this episode makes sense i'm just riffing on some things that are moving through me personally right now as i'm exploring the the really profound ways that I'm interacting with my clients. If you guys are listening to this podcast episode on Sunday, December 5th, I do want to invite you. I am going to be doing an Instagram live with Jessica DePazzi and Jennifer McMasters, who were just both on the show. We are going to do a live together where I'm actually going to run through with Jen a live way in which I work with my clients archetypally in doing shadow work. So you can find that on my Instagram at Dr. Danielle McGinnis tomorrow, December 6th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jessica is going to call forward the astrological archetypal energy and we're going to use that and weave in the astrological archetypal energy into what's coming up in Jen's uh, psychic experience. So it's going to be a, a fun way to kind of weave around Jen's psyche and allow you guys to see kind of what what I do and what we do 
and what we're going to be doing in the Transformation Collective coming up in January. So if you guys are free tomorrow, you can check that out on Instagram Live. Again, I apologize if none of this made sense, but hopefully for some of you, you are able to track and follow. And if you have any questions about anything that I put on the podcast, please reach out on Instagram or via email because I would be more than happy to to have a conversation or chat through some of the things that that aren't resonating you have questions on or just want a deeper understanding on and then that helps me also have ideas for podcasts to create more clarity for you guys so i hope that you guys have an amazing sunday and we will talk on thursday bye guys